Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to the Mix of Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me today, we have gold member Lou. Congratulations, Lou. This week, Lou got his first gold record. Yeah. It was, you want to uh, tell us a little bit about it? Uh, it was for the Kalani record, uh, All Me, featuring Keisha Cole, which uh, I got to work on uh, over with Keisha. Uh, when we got the call, it was kind of ecstatic that Kalani was featured. One, two, to have uh, it came a out as Kalani song, though. Yeah, exactly. So it was like my first, uh, mm, I guess you could say, like major R and B placement. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I did not expect it to go gold. I always hoped for it. I tracked the numbers, and then at some point, when I stopped tracking, it hit gold, just like a month later. That's amazing. So congrats to you. So Mr. You. Gold Record Lou, Gold Member Lou. Uh, I like gold. Gold. Liquid gold. That's that's mac and cheese. Actually, that is my favorite food too, though. So if you guys ever wanted Liquid to buy me a gift gold. and it's edible, it's mac and cheese. That's the gift. Mm, edible mac and cheese. That's What's my non-edible favorite kind mac and cheese? That's my favorite kind of mac and cheese, the edible kind. And... Uh, <laughs> the ones that you can digest. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, today, in this episode, we're going to talk about five things that beginner engineers continue to overlook. Which, ultimately, is... So, so like, yeah. we were going to call it mistakes, but everybody in their, in their dog calls them mistakes, makes videos or content called mistakes. So we're going to say overlooked. Yeah, because they know about them. They just actively choose to not do it which is the mistake mm -hmm. the mistake isn't that they don't do it it's that they choose not to do it mm -hmm. yes so on that note we're gonna start off with number one number one is referencing 
Yes. You want to talk about referencing? Yes. Uh, to be honest, I'm always referencing different things. I know there's people out there who reference the mix uh, that the artist or producer provided them before sending it out for mixing. Uh, most people know it as the rough mix. I know Jason Joshua is for, famous for saying fuck the rough mix. But, but even then, he still like respects the rough mix. Exactly. Because I talked, I actually asked him in, per, in person at the mm-hmm. at Nam the last one before when it was in person. He still says yeah, but still got to like respect it yeah it is what the artists and the team actually intended for the sound everybody contributed to the record one way or another but a big contribution is to how it all blends together so not referencing at least the rough mix which i do all the time my goal is to always beat the rough mix uh whether it be by a lot a little or what it always has to be better because if they provided you a printed product and when you got it i'm just saying whatever you're turning back better be good but another thing is, if they say, hey, I really like the way, like, Kilani's vocals are mixed, I really like the way Keanu Lede's vocals are mixed, or Ari Lennox, let's be honest, all three of those are three different vocal mixing types. Um, one of them's more that pop top end sheen, Ari's more that dark, very uh, sexy dark vibe, while Kiana's that very, like, mid-forward, almost, like, filtered kind of tone, I guess you could describe it. Um, but understanding those... Uh, those factors and those mixes and being able to deliver that is why we ref- why you do reference checks. Like, why do they like those vocals? What about it stands out? How did they automate their delays? You know, reference checking is a really, really important part of our job. I think that that's hugely important, especially when it comes to like, uh, I think there's only one drawback to this, that if you're consistently referencing all the time, sometimes it can lead to kind of getting in your own head. Like staying in a box? Yeah, like you're like, keep referencing the song, you're like, oh, it doesn't sound as good, and then you keep tweaking and keep tweaking and keep tweaking it, and it just feels like you're forever in a lapse of getting further away from the actual reference mix. And and when it's in cases like that, like it, you may be just getting in your own head, right? Oh, yeah. But that being said, more than I can... Like, I would say close to 10 out of 10 times that I've had bad mixes. It's because um, that whether I'm reviewing them or like mixing for them and the rough mix was bad, it's there was no reference or they weren't listening to the reference properly. Something like that where they, they've been listening to the reference in the car and then they go into the studio and try to mix in the studio. That's not right. So I would also say like um, uh, um, number two, we're going to go with uh, – something similar which is checking on different sources and i want to i want to talk about yeah. the importance of this i've talked about the importance of this in uh like a car test i mean everybody's heard of the car test or checking on like your airpods or headphones different like referencing uh, this is number two because i know it's super simple um but it's absolutely imperative and, and i don't want to say that ref like referencing on multiple devices is actually the tip more so listening to music on your main speakers. So mm-hmm. if you're mixing on headphones or if you're mixing on speakers, number two is going to have to be listening to music constantly. The only yeah. reason why the car check is even a thing is because naturally most people listen to music in their car more often than they do listening to music in front of their computers. You might be working on a lot more music in front of your computer yeah. in your studio, but you're not enjoying and listening to music. That's why you go back to the car and realize, okay, my mix is off because from all the memories I have of listening to music in the car, the ba- this bass just doesn't feel right compared to what I've been listening to from what I like know from the car. But if you spent more time just enjoying and listening music in the proper mixing position, 
then you don't you may not need to do a car test because you're more comfortable with the way that the music sounds in front of your speakers. For me, I do a reference on my AirPods because I listen to a lot of music out of enjoyment on my AirPods. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to a lot on my, in my car, so I don't do a car check. Yeah. There's no point. To be honest, I don't know the last time I did a car check because just like you said, like most people want to do a car check because they're used to hearing things in their car, right? But when you actually start getting into this field and you start working more, you're actually spending a lot less time in your car and in front of your speakers. So the only reason you do a car check is to see if maybe it sounds okay with your speakers in a car, in a car environment. But this is the same reason why people were bringing NS10s to the studio back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even now. I have a pair of NS10s. Um, If it sounds good on a bad set of speakers, then you should be pretty good off, you know? But the whole point of the car was that most consumers listen in a car. Cool. But they also listen on AirPods, and they also listen on Beats Pills and Beats Headphones, and there's no way you can actually get everybody to listen on this one medium. So having multiple sources to reference from, whether it be like in our case, we have ATCs and PMCs in our studio. We really like our speakers, but it's funny, I'm I'm now using a set of uh, MM27s from Barefoot as well that thankfully were loaned to us uh, to take a listen to. Um, I got to say, you know, I don't think I could have the same mix in the in the Barefoots uh, that I would in the ATCs, not because the Barefoots are necessarily bad, but they're so different from I'm what I'm saying used that they're to. bad. I'm saying that they're okay, bad. Okay, look, to be clear, yes. I, honestly, I don't think I'll ever buy a pair of Barefoots. 100 um, to 300 hertz is Barefoot, just, this just is not, not a existent. stab at you. It's just our ears are existent. just not your demographic. But when we watch movies and when we play games oh and my when God, we listen Smash to music. Bros? Okay, Barefoots for Super Smash Bros is for bananas. Enjoyment? Oh, hell yeah, Barefoots. Yeah. But back to the point, for critical which listening? is, oh, no. you know, I have know and like my ATCs so much because I know them so well. You know, I know them in my room. I know them in what it's going to translate to in my AirPods to where I don't even do AirPod checks anymore. I just know them so well. So when I hear me uh, working on a mix on Barefoots and then I hear how it translates back to ATCs, I can clearly tell that this is not a source that I'm familiar with. And now I have to go back to my car if I sold my ATCs, thankfully. I'm keeping these ATCs. There you go. You know, I just know them so well that I can get a much better mix and a speaker that I know than a fancy $8,000 pair of speakers that I don't know. Yep. Amen. So that's that's a big point is uh, if you are one of those engineers that's going place to place to place, if you're mixing, even if it's the same speaker, let's say you're eight, the ATC45s, you're in a different room, in a different even position. Even if we put them in Studio B. It sounds different. Yep. Different enough that it will affect your listening. So... I will. I say so. Number two, do not Im- overlook the importance of sitting in front of your mix position on whatever transducer headphone or speakers that you're using, and just enjoy listening to music. Just listen to music. Spend hours. In fact, when you buy, if you buy a new set of headphones or a new set of speakers, have a playlist. Go out of yeah. Have a playlist. Have a like, and go out of your way to spend more than a hundred hours on them. Just listening. Just listening, enjoying. Watch movies, watch TV shows, like listen to music. Music is the most important thing, right? Um, just just figure it out and just get used to them. Uh, like let's say while you're reading a book, read a book while you're in the mixing position. Go watch like whatever it is you're doing. Just do it in the mix position. That's very important. Uh, number three I want to shout out. This is a, a tracking thing. I know this is the Mixing Music All Podcast, right. but this is a recording thing. Um, I feel like uh, oftentimes, and we do this at a professional level too, we don't um, do microphone checks in, like for vocals. 
For example, like we just like, yeah. okay, this is the one mic yeah. that, that's done. Or you go to a studio that only has one mic and you don't try to reposition or something. Yeah. Like I would say, like we've often overlooked the positioning as well as Where the mic it's choice. Where in the room. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't think that it's super duper critical, but I would say that it's critical enough for it to be on this list. And uh, more importantly, like uh, some of the mics that are recorded um, on the mixes that I get, they suck. <laughs> and some of them sound good and, and you'd be surprised which ones they were yeah and and yeah exactly so yeah. um the certified suck list from us is the bluebird gonna, bluebird i was kidding i bluebird. was kidding i wasn't gonna do it uh the blue hummingbird is is i haven't had a good one recording done on those yet no u87 for me as well also um i'm not gonna lie to you what's it's really close to being really good but the dead giveaway is the Slate VMS mics. I, I'm not saying that I don't like it. I'm not saying that I don't like it because a lot of people use it. Mm -hmm. um, but that 8 to 10K is really harsh. So if you're using that mic, do not, under any circumstances, boost 8 to 10K. If so, anything, cut it. I totally get where you're coming from on that. Now, I will, I will defend it on one point. What's that? Have you ever just used the mic on its own, no emulation? It's completely usable. Like, it goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with, like, a 414 or something. Now, we all know that the 414 still, though it is a great vocal mic, it's not the most sought-after vocal mic. It is. But that's kind of the funny thing about the VMS mic that I will give it credit for. It's, it's at a really good price point for entry engineers or even veteran engineers who just want something different and don't want to splurge on the mic locker. Like we have clients all the time who ask for a Sony C800G. Cool, no worries, you can rent it. We can make sure that it's here for your session. Um, but and yeah, and I don't think the, it's bad. I yeah, just, exactly. Like, but just watch I'll, out that I'll be honest. No, exactly. But have you ever done the comparison between a real C800G and a and a Steven Slate mic? Uh uh. Yeah, I I have, and I'll be honest. Like we tested it in my old apartment, so not not no super condensed studio experience or anything. Like literally just in my living room at my old apartment into an Apollo Twin. They were really damn close. Hmm. Like I could tell the difference. Still, don't get me wrong; you could still tell a difference. But once again, we were talking about but this totally earlier. character wise. It was the same character. Character wise, it was. This is why different clothes, but the character was the same. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Still just Mario, like we were talking like about Mario earlier, had like, like a not always hat. is your client going to be able to tell the difference if you mixed it on analog gear or not. This is one of those microphones where the listener at the end of the day may not even ask what microphone you use. They just say whether it sounds good or not. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, I'm going to add two more and then a bonus one. So okay. number four, number four I'm going to say is proper communication. Oh my is God. Yes. Often overlooked. Yeah. Uh, whether it's an email, replying back to your clients, text. Sending a text if you can't answer a call. Yeah, and, and I think that this also means, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to reply back and be a little needy bitch boy that, like, replies to everybody at any given time. Oh but what God. it is, what it does mean Don't is that. Don't reply all. Yeah, what it does mean, though, is that during work hours, when you're ready to answer those emails, you got to answer them and you got to answer them correctly. Proper grammar, proper punctuation. Respond, answer the questions that are asked. Exactly. And and never, ever, ever get too prideful. Com over communicate. Um, and, and you don't have to. And, and this is a big the caveat that I would say. Uh, mental health is important and taking care of your business, especially as an entrepreneur. Uh, who is it? Shane on uh, TikTok. Um, he was saying there was like a TikTok that he made where he's like, uh, 
It's like, oh, what's the best part about being a freelancer? It's all oh, the freedom, you know, the the ability <laughs> to do whatever I want with my time. It's like, what's the worst part about being a freelancer? Oh, the freedom. I shouldn't be trusted to do know what to do with my time. <laughs> and so, like, uh, on that note, like, because we all kind of struggle with the independence and the freedom of it all, uh, I think that it's fair to say that you don't have to answer phone calls and answer emails and answer texts. Um, when you've decided you're off the clock. Now, if you run a studio, it's a different story. But if you're most of the people I think that are listening and in a normal scenario have their own times, has business hours, or at least times that they're working, be brave enough to not answer. To to it's okay. Most things, no matter how much of an emergency it may seem, yeah, uh, it's probably not something you have to do that day or that weekend. So um, unless Obviously, if you run a studio and someone's trying to book last minute, then that's a different story, right? So uh, given the scenario, um, and even here, we started like hiring. We have runners now, so we pay Danny and a couple other interns yeah, to stay some, the night so we can go home on time. Some of our interns have been now promoted. There you go. So we can actually go home on time. So I would say, but proper communication is extremely underrated and overlooked. And not just taking communication, but how. Uh, remember, we are not the heroes. We are... Service providers. Yeah, we are service providers. The, the artist, the client is the hero. Let's the, be honest. There's no news press conference because of anything we did. If if we're playing Overwatch, we are the mercy, and you got to love it. I want to say yes, but let's... Let, well, that was we'll, a gamer we're reference. We're the support that most team in Monster Hunter. How about that? We're, we're, we're the healers and the horn players. There you go. There you for go, real, for though. Very Hunter needed. Lines. Very needed. Yeah. But we're not the main story. So if your website and all of your communication is like, I'm the best, you suck... You're, that's first off not good marketing, but it's going to make you look bad, and and honestly, the expectations are going to be different. We're not team captain, but we're in the team. I, I would say that through communication, setting expectations is a big indicator of satisfied clientele. Not the sound of your mix, but actually the way clientele actually like you communicate I, with the clientele. I could, I could extremely agree to that because um, anytime I get requests for like any kind of revisions or anything, it's done fairly quickly like sometimes i'm able to knock them out right away sometimes i'm in session or in a meeting but if they tell me itemize like hey could we just turn this down and that up no worries actually hold on let me just open this up okay turn this down turn that up okay you got it but if communication sounds like oh it sounds like i'm in under an ocean in mars and i've been tripping on shrooms for three days then i don't know what to do as far as a revision goes but I definitely hear you in that it's not right. Let me give it another shot. But that description gives me no indication of how to move. Yeah. Uh, so communication in both directions is extremely important. But being able to actually standardize some kind of communication ahead of time, saying maybe, hey, you know what? On Sundays, I just don't take calls. Then that allows them to not be mad at you when they call you on a Sunday and you don't answer. So, yes. And uh, number five, I'm going to say is is just as we're finishing up, cleaning up. Yeah. And I mean like cleaning up around the studio. Yeah. Like some of us, and sometimes me included, uh, we're posting pictures of the studio, and goddamn, it is so messy. <laughs> and it is just not a healthy work environment for you. Uh, I don't care if you're a chaotic person. Both Lou and I have more chaos than we have order in our lives. In fact, I love but, order so much to minimize my chaos. No, but I think like... Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think, yeah, sorry, you worded that right. 
<laughs> and I was like, like I, wait I, a I minute. had to double think through it. Uh, but uh, I think it's important. Like, clean up your studio. Make it look good. Dust off your shit. Yeah. Pick up your clothes. Organize your cables, please. Organize your cables. Do you know how it looks like a spaghetti monster every time I see some other studio's picture? And I'm like, wow, I don't know who's in charge over there, but please. And uh, yeah. Please. And and this is this is a quote from Six Figure Home Studio that we mentioned time and time again that I think is important. I think buying things, spending money at IKEA to make your studio look nice is going to make you more money it than spending is. money at Sweetwater. I promise you. Yeah. By like a hundred times, and I think that's still underrated. Like what was some of the first things that we did when we got our studio? Let's see, we invested in lighting. We invested in not decoration necessarily, but adding I, items to the yeah, trim. No, I like invested things in decoration. That we already, oh yeah. I've got my pops up on the tramp. Um, but the funny thing is this, almost everything that our clients notice have nothing to do with the gear. Only the engineers and artists that have been in the industry for a minute care about the gear itself. They just care if you're a good person to work with. They care if you communicate well, if you can deliver a good product and you could do it within their price range in a timely manner. Just knock out the business this is a business at the end of the day but the aesthetics nine times out of ten will sell the studio before the studio itself so before we say the last thing we want to do a quick shout out to our sponsors sponsors are the ones that you know keep this keep this thing going and the first one that i really want to mention is i'm going to do the same thing that sonic scoop always does the sponsor it's is you. you you're our first sponsor you. thank you so much for listening please rate five star if you're on apple put us on your playlist if you're on spotify or anything else like you listening and sharing the videos, the content on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, comment, like, whatever, all that jazz. Honestly, all that stuff goes a long way for discoverability. And it's thanks to audience members like you that we've been able to spread our knowledge and teach hundreds of thousands of people around the world. And we're really, really grateful for that. So, Did you get that from TBS? Because of viewers like you? Viewers like you, yeah. <laughs> and uh, number two is our, our main sponsor for the next couple months is Isotope. Isotope. So really, you, really good. Isotope plugins for mastering, mixing, really modern, really sleek plugins. They even have an app right now, Spire, so you can like mm -hmm. record like a mini DAW on your phone. It's it's amazing. Um, If you're looking for a little discount for Isotope, um, go to isotope.com backslash podcast. So isotope.com backslash mmpodcast, and you'll get a code mmpod10 for 10% off, not including Spire and... Uh, Spire Studio. Spire Studio and uh, the subscription bundle. So for one-off uh, plugins, yeah, 10% off, mmpod10. Now, if you go the subscription route, I love the Ozone and RX bundle. That stuff saves lives. Uh, ozone for my master bus every time, even for my vocal bus. To be honest, um, even music bus with their with the what is it the low end focus? Yep, it's super good. That thing is awesome. So uh, our last thing that we're gonna say, which is probably the most underrated thing that we learn time and time again as we get older, as we expand our careers, um, and some of y'all might hate this answer, but I want to be very clear about this. This is as important. This might be one of the most hardest things, one of the hardest things for engineers and producers, the self-discipline to get some fucking sleep. Seriously, I cannot tell you. I've been doing this 10, 11 years. Even, you know what's funny? Yeah, I got my gold, but I prefer sleep. <laughs> get, have, and, and, and the reason I say this is because have the self-discipline. 
Yeah. Anybody that's passionate can can burn out and can can just do forty hours in three days and just kill themselves. But have the discipline to think of your long term career and just like some people go to the gym or some people make time to read and we all make time to eat, make time to sleep, especially if you want to do this long term. I don't care what yeah. time of the day you sleep, whether you sleep every day at 8 a.m. or whether you sleep every day at 7.30 p.m., right? It does not matter. Make time to properly rest. I think that's the most underrated on our list today. Oh, yeah. There was a, I don't know if I told you, but there was – no, I did tell you. How many – okay, 24 times 7. So in a week, there's 168 hours. So I worked – 160 hours one week. So I slept eight hours in a span of seven days. There's three nights that I just didn't sleep. Okay. Three or four. And it was bad. It was really bad for the next three to four months. I went into an incredibly depressive state. I was not happy. Um, honestly, my life changed forever at that point. I don't think my chemicals were ever able to fully rebalance like with some, without some like extensive therapy. <laughs> but I mean, it took a full like three to four months to recover. And um, this is an extreme scenario that we did when we first started. I did one when we first started the studio just to kind of help keep it running and just getting excited being in LA. Um, do not do stuff like that. It, it's like if you like whatever it is, if you need to be brave enough to commit to 40 hours, I think that I haven't worked less than 40 hours since like 2015, 14, you know, but, uh, but at least commit at, I, I would say at the very minimum every day when you wake up, consider and commit to a time that you will stop, that you will drop everything. So tonight at 10 PM, I'm not doing another thing. You can call me for tomorrow or if you need something, I'm going to save as done. I think that's a first step, a good first step, and get to bed. Don't go home and stare at your phone. Have the self-discipline to sleep. That will help your career. Oh, yeah. And it will be more effective, more efficient, more effective. So, sorry, I went on a little bit of a rant. But with that, we'll let you guys get some sleep. Yes. You want to say the outro? You want to say the outro? Thank you for listening, and stay saucy. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Over time, over time, over time. Happy mixing. Happy you forgot mixing. the mixing. I know, but they're going to go to sleep now. We oh, just told gonna... them to get some sleep. Yeah, no, happy resting. Then. Happy resting, yeah. And stay saucy. One, two, three. Is episodes once a week not enough for you? Or are you looking for more technical information from the Mixing Music Podcast? Well, guess what? Now you can. You can subscribe to our exclusive content and triple the amount of episodes that you get access to. That's right. Instead of the free once a week episodes, you get three episodes a week for only $4 a month or $40 a year. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive to get access to those episodes now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.